welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And Richly has returned. Richly has returned with his richly delicious voice. The vendetta mm. is off. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, for those of you who do not get to hang out with us on the off microphone life that we live, uh, there's a little bit of a uh, rivalry between Cousin Max and Richly, which is becoming quite entertaining. Mm, getting feisty. <laughs> it's a lively rivalry. It is. It's a good time. And hopefully the two of them will get to meet together one day. I hope not. Oh, wonder twin powers activate on that day. <laughs> so today we are having a very Belgian afternoon. Uh, our first beer is the Quack. It just seems, I feel like I'm squawking when I say it. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little I feel weird. like I want to start the Mighty Ducks chant while I drink Yeah, it. actually, that quack, seems about quack, appropriate. Quack, quack, <laughs> So it is, it is labeled on the back as a strong beer, and I will be completely honest, I bought it in Belgium. As This is from the source, folks. Uh, it is, it is truly, and it, it's not as sexy as it sounds. I was stranded in the airport, so if I had to buy a beer in Belgium... I wanted the one that I recognized the least, and it happened to be the quack. So, uh, also, it has the best glass ever. Is that, is, that do you want to even try to describe that? Because it's quite peculiar. Uh, their glass is comprised of a wooden stand, um, which has basically a, a base, and there is a wooden tower. And on the top of the wooden tower is uh, a piece slightly smaller than the base uh, with a little hole cut out. And in that little hole, you nestle the neck of a glass. It's like a beaker almost. Right. It's, a, it's like a little bulb at the bottom, and then it flowers up into a tulip. Uh, I would also highly recommend that you all just Google this beer. It's K-W-A-K. Um, and you will find the glass readily, I'm sure. Uh, but the glass or the, the wooden stand is not so much a holder for your beer, although it can be used that way. But uh, I was told that it's, uh, it's basically the handle for your beer, and you hold it by that wooden uh, tower, and you can just drink right from there. When you say you were told this, where were you told this? Because I did not get to speak. Teresa's next door. Oh, well, that's... I have seen a few of those hanging out yes. behind the bar. In fact... I went in there and saw it and said, I want that beer. Whatever that I said, beer I want, is. I want the beer that is served in that glass. Is it only the quack or is it, it other is Belgians? It's only the quack. And they, they said, actually, they didn't give it to me because they didn't have the beer in stock. They just had the glasses. Wow. Uh, can you and then, get, I wonder if you can get the glasses now because that they would probably... Well, they, they carry it occasionally. Oh, okay. uh, it wasn't like they were out for good. They just didn't have it on at, at the time. So, I just love a beer that comes looking like a... 10 year old science kit because it just has that sort of childish aspect but going I'm drinking an amazing beer. You can see all the bubbles float into the top Mm -hmm. and it's got that beaker quality to it which is... That's only funny to me because of the number of people that I've met after the holidays who have been super beaming and proud of the fact that they got mixologist kits for Christmas. They're like, oh guess what? I love beer and so you know, random aunt Gertrude got me this home brewer kit, and I'm so excited. And then I look at said brewer kit, and it's not even nearly as cool as the glass Ian's drinking out of right now. Well, you know, it's to like, be fair, 
Verlin started with a homebrew kit from Walmart, I think he said. It was gifted to him by a sibling, a sister, I believe. Um, and he thought, all right, cool. And then he did it and, you know, used it a couple times before it broke, basically. But he was into it by then. And he went out and he made or bought his own system after that. So it is, you always need a starter kit before you can even determine whether it's worth investing in uh, heavily in the future, so. Well, Rich Lee, uh, we made you suffer through some hops and IPA the last oh. time we hung out. And, and fish. Yeah. I, uh, and, and then, just to add insult to injury, oh. we made you miss the 120-minute birthday yeah. podcast. So. Oh, also, um, I don't know if you knew, but this afternoon... Uh, we were hanging out at a bar before we came here, and we had the vertical epic twelve, twelve, twelve. Oh, it I was did have so it. good! Just saying, it was it, awesome. was. it was very good. I th- we thankfully were able to finally okay. find a place. We just happened to go out, and we looked at the menu, and saw that. And she, Kathy, grabs my shoulder and goes, "Ooh, ooh, ooh!" Because this is one of her favorite beers, and was very excited. She had every into guy it. in the world wants a woman who cares enough about beer to be like. <gasps> You should totally drink this right now. Cousin Max wanted us to take a photo and say, "Look what we had today." Yeah, he was uh, totally to, bringing to it. I wouldn't. To, oh, I would not. Yeah. I would at least that one. I wouldn't be as jealous because I've already tasted. Fair enough. It was tasted really the good glorious. though. I think it was. I personally found it better than last year. Where Where did you Remember? find it? Uh, PJ Willihan's in Downingtown okay. had it on tap. And it wasn't a a smaller glass, or was it? A, I don't. I was it, they they served it in they served it in a tulip glass. Okay. It was um it came pretty much uh, that night I had a Mad Elf and a twelve twelve twelve, uh which would required eating. He's in like between. and then I rode a unicycle home because that was a long powerful night. Yeah, that was uh didn't think about that at first. Then I was like, okay, we need to we can hang out a little bit more. It's a Sunday night, but we're gonna we're gonna hang some more here until uh until I come back down to earth. A few waters. Yeah. Until I come back down to earth. But no, the 12-12-12 was great, and it stinks that this is going to be the, the final, the last hurrah. Stone is not my favorite. Uh, the number of times that I see their beers in the store and I start to get excited, but then if I take it home and give it a sip, it's always a very watery flavor to me, and yet the 12-12-12 knocked it out of the park. Like, it was perfect. It was spicy, and it was rich, and it was, it was just delicious. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, we got actually introduced to that when they uh, last year with the eleven 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 they had at um, was the bar was it the barcade I believe uh, the barcade in Philly had it on tap. I said, "What is this?" And we're like reading the description of the spices and stuff. But this seems interesting. Let's give this a shot. Ooh, this is delicious. Now we have to wait even longer awesome for next problem. year. Yes. You know what the good thing is about that though is I started to realize that I fall in love with beer. And not realize that it's a seasonal. So yeah. I'll be like, ooh, I really, really, really love fill in the blank. You know, I love Southern Tears, Double Mocha Chocolate Java Stout. Or I love Bell's Hop Slam, but it's only available five weeks a year. You know, but I never seem to remember when that is. But if they're going to name it 11, 11, 11, or 12, 12, 12, yeah, I'm going to know exactly when it's going to come out. Like, that's great. That's my only downside with a lot of seasonals because I, f- I find the same problem. I fall in love with a lot of seasonal beers and I don't realize it when I get it. 
unless it's like something blatant. Like another one that's blatant is Delirium's Noel. Right. Sure. It's a Christmas it's a, beer. It's a Christmas beer. It's got an elephant with a Santa hat on it. You get <laughs> that this is where it's going to be. And this is probably the only time you're really going to get it. And if you see it anywhere after that, that bar is really screwing up and they're just trying to get rid of the beer that they actually Or that bottle over. shop is awesome and you should pick up the case while you still have the chance. Yeah. This is true. We kind of have a list of all of the, oops, we missed the boat on this, but if anybody we can find still has a case of this, we totally want it. We'll take it, please. Mm, We're also not normal. We can accept that. (laughs) So the quack that we are enjoying today Mm. is a little lower than normal, which makes me feel a little guilty to say, but it's an 8.4% ABV. Sadly for the podcast, um, you know, I'm sure my parents keep dying a little on the inside as they say things <laughs> like this, but... Uh, this one doesn't have enough booze in it, damn it. We need something better. <laughs> it's a little mild compared to our normal, and yet... We're just going to pour scotch in it. There you go. Ooh, that sounds nice. <laughs> Ian's like, now you have my attention. How can scotch, I help you? Eh? Um, I think compared to the... Belgian beers that I had the opportunity to enjoy in the airport. <laughs> this is quite flavorful. Why don't you tell us about those Belgian beers uh, in the airport? Okay, so Sounds here's like kind of the, the way my life played out. Um, I was flying home from Africa because I'm a normal human and we always hang out in Africa. And uh, my layover was in Brussels, a place I have always, always wanted to go seconded only by Bruges, which I heard you're supposed to fly into Brussels and then take the train to Bruges. And it's a It's fantasy. really what you should do. In Bruges. If you're going to go having to Belgium. Done, that's having done both. Oh, don't rub it in. Oh, I shall. Oh, you should you should tell us why. But uh, on this particular instance, which was all of four days ago, um, I looked at my itinerary and I had about four hours to kill in Belgium. So, all right, well, if I have only four hours and an airport to hang out in, what am I going to do? But I waited for the bar to open, and then I went and got a uh, breakfast sandwich and a breakfast beer, because it's 9 a.m. What else would you do in Belgium? Which was a very logical choice until all of the mechanical problems started happening with my plane. And so (laughs) I spent the next 11 hours listening to them enumerating the problems that they were having with my particular aircraft. Uh, And each time they would come back on the loudspeaker and say something else is wrong, I'd be like, and sigh, what am I going to do? Make it a drinking game. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it was... It was a pleasant but long few hours, and unfortunately, it was still an airport bar. So, in terms of, they're getting better. Belgian options, there were not as many as I would expect in a normal Belgian bar. Uh, but they also have what they call the uh, duty-free store, where you can go in and buy the things that you don't have to pay the tax and insurance and all of the import whatnots on. Uh, and that is where I found the quack with the fantastic glass that I really, truly did not know you hold it by the side like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not Doesn't sure it how... seem so right now that you're seeing it, though? It, like, logically, that is brilliant. And yet, at the same time, I'm like... What's more difficult? Oh. Picking it up by this wooden handle 
or lifting the glass enough so that you can slide it out to the right and release it and then drinking it from this bulbous. It is, okay, so if you hold it just by the little bulbous glass, I expect your pinky to be up and to be kind of talking with an mm. accent. But when you put it into Cheerio. the holder. Yeah, you're like a Viking all of a sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, it's a manly man's kind of beverage. Yep. It's a chalice beer. Suddenly, suddenly you become a Viking and that's when it's cool. So what do you think, Rich Lee? Is it worth my uh, oh, I'm totally. duty-free <coughs> smuggle? Have you had it before? No, absolutely, absolutely not. Is this the first for I, both I of haven't, you? I haven't been, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I have not been uh, in and or out of Belgium as much as I tried to uh, con my neighbor while she was living in Germany whenever she came back to just swing through and bring some beers back, which she <laughs> brought a couple, but nothing, nothing too exciting that she was allowed to bring back. But uh, this is delicious. This is absolutely delightful. It's got a... He's so like, Definitely oh, it's not food. an IPA. I love it. I love, well, you know, Belgians are always, the style itself are one of my two favorites when it comes to any type of beer. Someone says, this is a Belgian. I'm going to say, all right, I will drink it then. What's Fine. your other favorite Put in it, that case? Uh, stouts. Ah. Always, always in the realm of, of File stouts. File that away, Professor. Next time that Rich Lee is on, we owe him a stout. Mm-hmm. I do like a nice Imperial. Uh, Imperials are excellent, excellent. Well, it's still the winter. We owe you a stout. <laughs> Hey, that's all right. We'll we'll call it that the uh, the Goose Island that occurred after the uh, the the Curio podcast because that was oh that was so good. <laughs> oh, that was delightful. But no, this this is great. This is a, a solid Belgian. I like the sweet flavor to it. It's really easy as far as drinking wise is concerned. I, I it, it's I would say it's nothing that's wowed me different than any particular ones. It's just definitely one that I would say by comparisons, being that you know obviously it's from the source. So it's going to be more so a dominant one where I could like I would love to just have this cases of it just lying around going I'm in the mood for that I'll have a quack. Mm. Now here's my question for you, Ian. When I showed up with the gift pack and I was so mm. so proud of me, I was like, "Ooh, should I give this to him for his birthday? Like, come on now, there's a great four pack of quack in this sexy glass with all of the wooden nonsense." Uh, you looked at it and then in a heartbeat, you're like, "Oh yeah, it's quack." Like, he didn't think twice about it. And I thought, oh, gosh darn it. There goes my wow factor for that gift, you know? Uh, have you had it before? Where have you had it? Like, how do you know about uh, it? I, I did eventually have it at Teresa's. They had it in at a later date. Uh, so uh, you just stuck out. You were very persistent in your wanting to try the coolness? or Yes, and I also had it. There's a bar, which name escapes me, at 30th Street Station in Philadelphia. Uh, and... Unlike your airport bar, where the options are limited, this bar has consistently carries um, interesting, unique, awesome selection of draft beers, and their food is outrageous. They have alligator, they have wild boar, they have, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other stuff, but it's a lot of game meats. Uh, and they are a bar in 30th Street Station. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I think I know I know of the bar you speak of, but I can't think of Bridgewater. the name because they're... Okay. I'm almost sure it's Bridgewater. Because I, yeah, I remember people talking about like this restaurant where it's a lot of game yeah. meats is a lot of uh, dishes. And you would never expect to see that in a train... I would never expect to see that in a so train station. This so this is going to be silly, but here, try a sip from my glass. Okay. If only because I have a tulip glass, a normal, if you're going to be ambitious and have a tulip glass at home kind of tulip glass. That's what I'm drinking out of right now. And then you're drinking out of the fancy schmancy Professor mad science glass with the, okay, do, do they taste different or what do you, what is your logic behind that particular 
fantastic and not gonna lie, pretty intimidating and yet fantastically cool glass that you're drinking out of. I don't know if this is just me being weird, but I do think they taste a little different. Okay. Uh, why don't also, you, you are totally weird, but I'll still drink out of your glass. You Hold try. on, give me a minute. Um, I think part of it, if I'm right, I could be completely off base. Uh, if I'm right, it has to do with the aeration that is given to it, much like a wine um, in a decanter. You're absolutely right. Richly, try that. That's pretty impressive. Right. Um, I think. I think yours is a little more. I would say compact. Yeah, because of the length hmm. of the. Uh, the neck. Yeah. Yes, it definitely it sort of opens up as you're going to drink it. There's a little more effervescence. It's a little lighter. But at the same time, there's a different mm. flavor profile that comes out because of it. Yeah, your beer tasted very different than mine. And yeah. again, I could just be crazy and wanting to think that. I, and, it, and who knows? I think we're, we may be all bleeding in the crazy here. Because <laughs> it's like that, you know, that uh, you keep telling you, telling yourself, you know, this is this is what's going to be. This is really what it's going to be. And after a while, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's I'm, exactly. I'm, I definitely taste those things. But no, I think even from that, just the lighter that it... it saying that maybe it, I was thinking about it looking at the glass that it opens it up a little bit more and that's what I was getting from that it didn't seem as heavier yeah. as, as it I does agree. in which is only surprising glasses. to me because which is why I said the word compact I don't think that's the a very technical term but yeah. I feel like the beers that you guys have are a concentrated version of the beer I have right not in a bad way per se I still enjoyed it but the the flavor was a little more when I had my first sip, I said to myself, this is delicious. And at 8.4%, it's not intense or overwhelming. It's very, very good. But I had that same beer out of his fancy schmancy long-necked glass, and all of a sudden, it even it sort of went down a couple notches in terms of intensity. It was now very approachable and very vibrant. Yeah. And very, it, was, it was nice. I think that's what people don't understand is that a lot of times the importance of glasses, because especially with these types of beers, with the more um, intricacies you get as far as flavors are concerned, that things do tend to change. And I've, I've almost laughed as you watch um, <clears throat> beers that aren't very uh, diverse, which is like your standards of Buds and Millers. But I bring that up because I own some pint glasses from them and they're trying to do some of the different things with some of the glasses that we've talked about, like the etching at the bottom. Did you need me? Help, oh, like the uh, Allagash. Like the Allagash. Yeah. Right. I actually had a. I actually have a pint glass that's a Miller Lite, like just Philly's pint glass, that I thought I'm like, why is this? Seems like it's dirtier. Wait, they both have that. They've etched bubbles at the bottom. Did you inside need the me glass. to help you with some recycling? Is that what you're <laughs> telling me? I could accidentally throw an elbow and knock a glass off. <laughs> well, we've actually our, our recycling has been. Um, relatives that need glasses for their bars we're just like here you go there you go as, as we influx of good glasses we just kind of think really... i need more relatives i have uh <laughs> i had acquired a uh a four pack of glasses pint glasses from the eagles and they had a very thick uh they're heavy base. at the bottom yeah they're very heavy yeah. at the bottom because mm -hmm. they have a football etched into the bottom but it's like etched out of the bottom okay um and I really, I never used them. They're cool. <laughs> you're a lot of things, but you're not necessarily a, an intense football fan. No. Uh, I, I mean, I love the Eagles. I love when they're doing well. Uh, I love football. I think it's an incredible sport to watch. And actually, growing up, I, I would watch the Super Bowl every year because apparently it was a big deal. But I never really understood what was going on. 
I had an 8 o'clock bedtime, so I never learned what the big deal was with the Super Bowl because I had to go to bed before it was over. But I ended up watching it enough times, and one year I just remember it clicked, and I was like, oh, I understand this game. Not only do I understand it, but it's kind of awesome. (laughs) And, like, it all rolled over at once, and it was just like, yes, this is... This is fun. There's some exciting stuff going on right now. Uh, it's a very visceral, hard-hitting game, which I like. Uh, I love baseball too, which is the opposite of a lot I of those things. I love baseball. Oh, baseball! I, I think here's I think... the thing. Like, I grew up in a tiny town, which you've all made fun of me for. Uh, but what do you have in small town America but football? So I absolutely was immersed in football since the time that I was about nine years old. I learned all about the intricacies and little things. And as a soccer player, like I knew how I could contribute if push comes to shove and all that. Like it's great. And yet if I have to sit and watch a game, I'd rather watch baseball any day of the week. Like, See, I think a lot of it depends on uh, whether you're watching it live, how you're watching it, what time of year you're watching it. Truth. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I flew over a World Series game once. It was That's cool. It was the one I was at a winning World Series yeah. game well, once. Well no, I think it was the same one. <laughs> of my I home kid team. you not. I didn't I did not know you then. But it was I believe the same one because there was the postponement. Yeah. Yes. I was at both halves of that game. Alright, so it was the second half was of awesome. said game that oh, was postponed. <laughs> yes. And I was flying over it and the No, the pilot was like, hey, you should look down right now because we're over the Philly. We're getting ready to land in Philly Airport. And like, hey, you know, this is going on down there. And we all look out the window and you can see the bright lights and every, you know, the little tiny bit of action. It was pretty exciting, you know. And then we get to the ground and all you hear is the kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. And it's like, oh, I guess something went well. (laughs) (laughs) Except for the one guy in the plane's like, they're firing missiles at us. (laughs) It's really scary. So... Those who know me know that I have pretty exceptional luck with parking. You have exceptional luck in the weirdest ways in life. I'm pretty go good on. at getting a good parking spot. I wish you had exceptional I, luck in the Powerball, if you could fix that, but go I'll on. I'll work on it. I've never really played. Uh, I will say that this is an inherited genetic quality. Uh, I got it from my father. My father has amazing luck with parking. And we were both at fortunately enough, at the winning Phillies uh, World Series game. Both halves. And the game ended, and it was awesome. And we were like, all right, we can stick around. We both kind of work in the ticketing industry, so like shows have their appeal, but it's also like, hey, let's get out before the crowd. Uh, so the game ended, and we thought it was awesome, and we left you know, shortly after. But they were making speeches and stuff, and most of the stadium stuck around, so we were like buzzed our way out of there and you know knowing us we thought hey we could we could stop in town real quick for a beverage i bet it would be fun so we thought let's go to jose pistolas which used to be my father's bar really back when it was called copa copa 2 oh how and long had, ago was that it was a while ago okay. uh not not all that long ago though jose's has not been around for too many years uh and ironically, my dad used to hang out at this bar, and he used to sit on like the corner seat by the door. And uh, when I started going to Jose's, as it became, I sat in the same seat that he sat at, and I told him about this awesome bar I was going to. And so he came down and met me one day, and it turned out to be Jose's, and he's like, this is my old bar. And he's like, that's my seat. <laughs> and I was like, well, what can I say? Like father, like son. 
That's funnier to me because you guys look nothing alike. Oh, yeah. Nothing alike at all. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, we decide we're going to go downtown. If, if we're just going to do a quick little drive through, if we find a parking spot, we'll go. You know, we'll stop. And if we don't, we're just going to head home because it's crazy. We don't want to deal with it. So we're driving down uh, 16th towards uh, the, the uh, parkway. And we get a block. You know, Jose's is on 15th and Spruce, and we're on 16th and Spruce. And we have to, like, stop for something. And as we stop, this car just pulls out right in front of us. And we're like, well, I guess we have to take this parking spot right here half a block away from where we want to be. So we stop there and we get to the bar and the bar is, is filled to capacity. There's a bouncer at the door and he's just like, no, we can't take any more people. And uh, I've been there a few times and the manager saw me and he's just like, oh, no, no, it's cool. <laughs> so we both got in, we got a corner seat, like basically our seats right by the door there. We sat down and uh, just, Celebrated the the Phillies win. That was great. One of the few championships. I I do love baseball. Baseball is one of one of my one of my top sports. It's it's three out of the top. If I were to pick top three, it's hockey, football, and then baseball. But <clears throat> I have to say, baseball. Are you always a Phillies fan though, or do you spread a, spread the love? No, I, generally I don't. Um, oh. <laughs> I think the only time that was most entertaining was when we were out visiting my buddy in San Francisco and went to it was a Giants Cardinals game. And you're watching, we're watching the Cardinals and the Giants fans like jokingly kind of yell at each other because the Giants weren't that good yet. And they're yelling back and forth. And it was just after the Phillies had won the World Series with the following season. And they're like, where's October going to be played? And we just decided, well, we got to chime in. So we all stood up and went, Philadelphia. And then the Cardinals fans went, I, we can't, we can't argue Probably. that. Probably. Yeah. We can't. Damn it. But that was that was a good one. But I just okay. Absolute tangent. I have to ask: Have you seen Moneyball? Not yet. I heard it was really good. I it's never... so good. It's I... one of those movies I feel like I have to be in the mood for because I look at it and I go, I don't "Well, really you care. have to be in the mood to think." Like it's definitely not like a. I hate that. Hey, oh, see, but I like you that love TV to... like that. So why would you be all like discriminatory? Because I love suspense to think. I want suspense it's to not... think. Not. No, watch this guy do math drama. for baseball. It's not heavy. It's just, it's more like a, if you're going to watch it, realize that you're going to have to understand what you're watching. You can't just sort of sit there and absorb it all. But it's not, I mean, it's not heavy. It's just, it's, it was so much fun. Jason and I watched it together. And I wanted to see it because I love baseball, as we were just discussing. Mm -hmm. And Jason probably couldn't tell you who the people on the field are in a baseball team but it doesn't matter because when you're sitting there watching it all of a sudden you're going ah, I get it oh my god I totally get it oh I all of a sudden I want to be involved in the choices that this my favorite team is making like oh <laughs> you know it means something to you and it's pretty fantastic. I just feel like with Moneyball I get lost in the questioning of all right Jonah Hill lost a lot of weight how come his head is still so huge all right, so I am looking at it going, what is that equation? Is there some kind of, ah, and Rich Lee is going, Jonah Hill, what is your weight loss plan? I always wondered, <laughs> wondered if Caesar would be a good NFL coach. Why? Well, because he trumped the hell out of everybody that he ever went up against in battle, mostly because he was wicked smart. And football is, is that basically really? no, hold glorified on. Rewind. I know that you have a great Shakespearean background, and mm -hmm. I can 
in some regard, bring it a little bit in the Shakespearean front. But was he a brilliant, like... He was a brilliant military genius. And it has nothing to do with Shakespeare. So Shakespeare just took that and made some plays out of it kind of thing. He made a play where Caesar's died in the first act. Yeah, well, hello. And that play wasn't about Caesar. That's my point. Et tu, Brute? Yeah, that was about Brutus and Cassius. (laughs) So that play was not about Caesar. Uh, But Caesar was incredible. He, I'm sorry, but it's one of the coolest battles in the history of ever. He was fighting, I'm pretty sure it was the Gauls. uh, And he went and he was basically outnumbered, but there was a city and he was like, I'm pretty sure I could take that. And it had like 80,000 soldiers in it. And so he built a wall around it. And as he was building this wall, an army of like 100,000 showed up behind him. And so he built another wall. And he had his soldiers fight a two-fronted battle between two walls at the same time. He destroyed the army outside of the, the second army, the larger army that showed up behind him, because they didn't have fortifications. He romped them, and then this, the army in the city basically was just like, well, you just kicked the crap out of them. We give up. Does that really so, make him brilliant, or does that just make him A determined? really great architect. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> that was one example of, of one of the battles that he won, and it was against overwhelming odds. And that's it was like a six very to one. definitive and unbelievable situation. Yes, and he also won every other battle. There's a reason that he returned to Rome, and everyone was like, "You can't." So cross- why did they kill him? I don't get it. Did you read Caesar? I, I mean, I that read makes- Caesar till he died, and then I stopped reading Caesar. <laughs> the reason they killed him is because they just thought he was he wanted to be an emperor and they'd gotten rid of emperors because they were a democracy I mean I can get behind I've watched assassins and I've learned that we've also killed a whole lot of presidents for pretty much no good reason good just because it became a thing to do well sometimes you gotta, gotta clean the laundry assassinate an emperor you know just things happen piles up ask Brutus so richly I know that we are um, branching out today and <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. As Ian reaches for the beer like a yeah, baby for exactly. his bottle. Yeah, exactly. So of you course. do not have to drive <laughs> home at this fantastic evening. We are trying something new and yeah. hanging out with you instead I know. of you coming to us. So you can finally, finally, finally remember that I live close. I'm pretty sure it's I made Ian close. drive, so I did not that's have to be responsible no for knowing where, where you are. are. No, I was no, no say, clue what's yeah, That's probably not. I actually said, oh, that was, that was a happy little moment that just happened there. Yeah, that was like good. a mini firework. Yeah. I know I love when I pop my cork. Okay. <laughs> How does your girlfriend feel about that? Blushy. If you look at her right now, I'm going to say blushy. Okay. I'm going to drink my St. Bernardus 12, mm. also out of my quark glass. So if we had... If that changes the flavor. If we had to have ourselves a Belgian-inspired podcast, I thought, oh, that's Ian. Heady. That's a lot of head. That's like... No one's ever complained before. <laughs> I'm going to say that if that was my ratio, I might have to complain it right now. Um, but Richley finished the his first The tulip glass quark. was designed to alleviate the head. Uh, and this quark glass is basically like a super tulip. So, so we're having... Our next round is little St. Bernardus. It's an ABT12, which is a Isn't Belgian heavy ale. About 12, I don't know. 
That I, I kid you not. Every time I read it, that's exactly what I think. Uh, it's about a twelve. About twelve. We're like twelve of this or twelve this one of that. We made a few. I don't know. Uh, the result: it's a naturally carbonated living ale, which can be aged for up to fifteen years. I don't think that's what they mean it's by the alive. ABT twelve. Uh, where is the ABV on this bottle? The fact they said like it's alive, being it's it's alive, I would like to try a dead ale. Let's see if that. Oh, ten percent, ten percent ABV. Ten percent. All right, we're moving. So weird. We're just throwing numbers out left and right. They're off from the bottle, but none of them are the number twelve. Twelve, thirty-two. Your lucky numbers are. Uh, so we just thought that, hey, we knew we had the quack, which was Belgian, but we should have ourselves another Belgian. Now, the great thing about the St. Bernardus, and lucky you, I left my trivia in the car this evening. So, uh, <laughs> have you ever was been subjected be to Dashing Rogue trivia? Dashing Rogue trivia. Oh, no. Not All yet. right. It's, uh, it's a little traumatic for everybody involved <laughs> because... <laughs> We're never good at it, but we keep trying. We should try this. Go on. Uh, these can be aged for up to 15 years. I read that a second ago. So we should buy a bottle of this and... Age it for up to 15 years? Put it in a small dark corner. 15 years, uh. and hopefully in 15 years we'll still be doing this. Ian. I can say, hopefully in 15 years Hold we'll on. still like each other, be friends. It's going to be a little inappropriate for at least the next mm, four seconds. I'm going to hold your hand and say, for everything I know of you as a person. I hate being touched. Yeah, okay. That's why he's like sloughing me off right now. Go on with it. Just let it happen. Come on. Let it happen. Okay. Okay. So He's got his robot hands going. <laughs> Never mind. I'm going to touch my beer. You just touch the bottle. And oh, we'll I can hold on. bottles easily. Okay. They're great. <laughs> they don't. What I was going to say is 15 years of aging is a lot of commitment for you. So maybe I we can commit to a beer, though. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's like if it's a I, lady. I the, that's you know what a beer? <laughs> the additional line of I can commit to a beer, though. <laughs> he did just say that. Yep. For all the times you in know the what podcast, a beer doesn't ask of me to be home on time. Where am I going? When will I be back? Because they told you not back. I'll be back in fifteen I mean, years, <laughs> and you'll be happy to wait for me because you will be better off for it. <laughs> I'm just replacing the beer with the person who's like, I'm going to lock you in a basement for 15 years. Trust me, it's good for you. I'll be back. I don't, I mean, almost. <laughs> Rub that lotion on. No. <laughs> These guys are terrible. It puts the lotion on the skin so the ABV gets better, that's all. <laughs> or else the ABV gets better again. So I'll, I did see a commercial today, and this is a big deal because I have DVR, so I never, ever watch commercials. Uh, but I saw a commercial today for a labeler. And I thought of you because that is... That's not the first time you've said this. I know. Well, obviously I haven't bought it for you yet. So what is your answer other than me buying you a labeler? How are you going to keep it all... So far I've done well with post-it notes, but my my inventory is slim. All right. Well, post-it notes are good. And my favorite part is when Ian writes the threatening letter on the post-it note. It's basically like, don't open this. No, seriously, please. Like, I will buy you anything else you want. Just don't Don't open open this this one. See, I remember I thought threatening letters on post-it notes. I'm like, that seems like the king of passive aggressive. Also, like, I'll kill you. Yeah. yeah. I'll, if, if someone handed me, I'll, I'll kill you on a post-it note, I'd be like, no, you won't. You wrote it on a piece of yellow sticky paper. Uh, if I know anything about Ian, it's I was too lazy to find something stickier right. than a post-it note. Like, I could have written it in blood in a horse's head next to your bed, but I found a post-it instead. See, so that would have gotten the message across, that I would never drink exactly. ever again. 
Excuse I don't me. want you to never drink again. Well, never drink. I, I just know. don't want you to drink the stuff that I'm asking you not to politely. Poli- on which note, Politely though, with a horse head. So we know <laughs> you're aging Meadow. We know you're aging the Bourbon County. But how mm. in that grander scheme would you take like one or two little bottles of St. Bernardus ABT and try to age it? No, I'd have to get a case of it and I'd age them all separately, I guess. So between now and 15 years? So I'd get a case of, I'm assuming, 12, judging from the bottle size. Yeah. Uh, and so I would try, I'd, I'd save them all for three years and then I would drink one a year for the next 12 years. And based on your Dogfish 120 experience, mm-hmm. do you I'm have... I'm also aging the Dogfish. You are. Uh, and you have just tried your number two. What are your expectations for what might be achievable? I'm not sure. I'm very new to the aging of beers. Uh, so I'm not... I know it all depends on the beers. I feel like most of them get mellower, which is true of wines. I, it seems to be true of beers. And personally, I kind of prefer the vibrance I disagree on the dogfish, and I'm going to say maybe I am sucking up to Rich Lee when I say this, but uh, I have been to the dogfish at Brew Pub. I have had the 120 on draft, and then I had the 120 from the bottle that we had that was two years old, and it is not the same. It is not even a little the same. It does not taste like the same beer. I loved it on draft. It was uh, vibrant. It was live. It That's was what I'm effervescent. Saying, it was all those things. And then and it loses that as it ages. It gets yes. more mellow. Yes. And I Even don't, at year I don't two. Like that. So what's it going to be like at year eight? It's going to be like a like a scotch. We have more a, like a bourbon, maybe. Yeah, maybe we just maybe I'm we not, just need. I to think get I'm going to like it, but I don't think it's. I I prefer a vibrant beer. I love. A fresh hopped beer. I love the double citro, which is good for like a week. I love a Malbec, which is a jammy, fruity, fresh wine. You know, it's uh, yeah. Those are the things I like. (laughs) Figs. It's not figs though. It's it's blackberries. It's plums. Plums. It's cherries. It's not dried fruit. It's fresh fruit. It's fresh dark red fruit. And those are the things I like in a wine, and those are the things I like in a beer per se. It's it's I like the the crispness. Uh, so I I will be looking forward to trying these beers as they evolve. But mm-hmm. I also think that I'll prefer them. Um, I prefer the younger beers. And just like stuff. his women. <laughs> Sorry, Touché, I could. Touche, Richley. He set you up. It's fine. That was, yeah, that was, that, uh, that was one you just can't, can't really, you have to just take it. Just you go. That if, was a t-ball shot. If I had you to. have any feedback on that, he is at dashing underscore rogue on Twitter. You Tweet me. <laughs> yes. Especially if you're 18 or older. <laughs> <laughs> well, 18 or to 20. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're 18... And mature for your age. You you just po- no, 16 and mature. No, no, no. If you can point to Belgium on a map. <laughs> wow. I, I don't know, know a lot that of most of us can point to Belgium on a map. <laughs> I've been there and I'm not sure. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with some of the aging things. It's like, it's like it, for me, it's particular beers. I want something very flavorful, something that's coming at me a little bit. That's going to be there almost for the full ride. I want, I want flavor from the front end to the back end. There's a couple beers I've had, certain styles, and it's just like, oh, here's a... Okay, it's gone. But I think aging, I, I think it's particular beers. It brings things out more. I don't think it mellows everything, any kind of, every type of beer you can. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the point of aging is that it 
evolves the flavor. It yeah. doesn't make it worse. It just makes it makes a lot of the original flavors, I think, become more subtle, and a lot of the undertones come out more. Mm-hmm. I think like I said back to even though this was a, a previous conversation of 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 bourbon beers, but talking about things that make it mellowed out was like I said the the, the dark intrigue where it took a, their imperial, aged it. With the with the barrels and it, it brought it to a mellower sense, but it almost to me added more diversity to the flavor itself. Well, and I do think that that imperial stouts and such will do a lot better with age. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for me, like why a dog is that? Is one, it the <clears throat> lack of hops? I think so. Personally, for me, uh, I think an IPA to me is it's it's hoppy, it's fresh, it's got that. Mm-hmm hop forward kind of flavor and the 120 already coming off the bat is kind of like oh wow this is a little mellower mellower a little i won't say syrupy but it's got a sweetness to it it's got a syrupiness to and it. and i feel like that is only going to become more um you feel like that, it yeah but ask us and, in six years right like I could you be just completely don't wrong. know yeah now the bourbon county bourbon barrel aged uh porter or uh, stout like i can't wait to see what that tastes like in 10 years oh <sighs> Well, that's because of the, the smoky and the rich and the, yeah. I just got a little excited. Or, you know, I can't if, if say I can rich have a, without looking get, at you, it's like this horrible. <laughs> if like, I can get a parabola of, yeah, and save that like, for 10 years, it would just oh, be like. Oh. Let me say you're rich in six years. Oh, yeah. you're already rich now? Oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> rich so porters, porters, stouts, stuff like that, I think age very well. IPAs, I don't think as much. But hey, what do I know? I'm not dogfish head. They're master brewers, you know. They they know what they're doing. So I will trust them, and I will. Uh, and I certainly enjoyed the IPA the other night. I liked the 120. Was it the best one? Uh, you know, IPA I've had. No. So is it your birthday beer because of how much you paid to get it, or is it your birthday beer because of the it's my birthday beer. Status? It's my birthday beer because it says it ages extremely well, okay. and it was a good. I, I purchased something that aged well, and if I have something that ages well, I want to try it aged. And if you can set, basically, I said I want to have it once a year. You have a standard. And in the my aging. birthday is in January, so it's at the beginning of a year, so it made sense for it to kind of be the go-to time period to have a beer. Uh, if anyone heard that, that would be the ghosts in my apartment that are throwing things in agreement with Ian. Creepy <laughs> ghosts. Also, Ian has admitted to aging, so I just, uh, I definitely... Look, everyone gets older. They don't always necessarily age. Fair enough. Fair enough. I stay <coughs> far away from If you'd sunlight. like to see the before and afters on our... Nothing. I actually got younger, so... You did. <laughs> it's quite fantastic. Uh, if you check us out at facebook.com slash dashingrogue... Uh, you will see the rogues before and after. He was very um, roguish. Is not even the word. How would wayfarer? Mountainy. Mountainy. Yes, he was more than a little bit of. Um... I was a bit of a mess. Okay, so he said it. I didn't. <laughs> and all I asked for for Christmas was a haircut, and he took it to the next level. And he went to a place called Shaving Grace. Great place. Which was they quite have lovely. Three locations, only two of which do I know where they are. Oh, There's Exton. A, one in Exton and one in Doylestown. There's one downtown Philadelphia. Yeah, I feel like it's like in a building on like the eighth floor or something. Yeah, I've never looked, but I've saw the address. So yeah. mm. 
I've only seen I've only seen them uh, working in uh, working in radio at the uh, Camp Preston Steve Camp Out for Hunger. They were shaving people a couple of years ago. That's lovely. As shaving part... strangers <clears throat> is always a good way to hang out. And it's not, I wasn't shaving them, so it wasn't uh, it wasn't bothering me. I was running four. They are excellent, things, but uh, I've heard great things. I generally prefer. I don't know if this is weird. I just I when I go to a salon or something like that. I almost always go to, uh, I prefer a female. That's for, not for weird, haircuts, though. But for when massages. I pre- when I get a massage, I prefer a male. So that's not weird to me at all. Like Yeah, I'm with you on that, with the, the, the opposite sex massage. Yeah. I don't know why. But especially for haircuts. Like, and, I know and mine. I don't. Traditionally, I think a barber was a dude, you know? Yeah. Like the, the barber of Seville or... Any of those things, it's like it's always just like barbers were guys, or like the old school Italian well, barbers. Well, yeah, back they in the men. day, barbers were guys. Uh, my thing truly is that I love a massage. There is no excuse in my life if it's you know a graduation or an anniversary or a birthday or whatever that I would not love to celebrate with a massage. But a guy to me is usually much more willing to sort of dig into your muscles and be honest about the mess that is your back or your lower, you know, and maybe it's your just shoulders the guy or your whatever. That it's not cool with some guy digging into my shoulders. <laughs> and, and that muscles. could be it. That could be it exactly. But every time I meet a girl who does it, it's always like, oh, I'm just going to tickle your. I'm like, yo, I'm not paying you $100 an hour to tickle my back. I need you to dig into my shoulders and fix this mess. <laughs> I'll uh, follow that up with. I got a shave and a haircut the other day from a dude. Uh, and Dude is as, such a word that's still used. Keep well, going. He was a, I'll guess, he was a little hipsterish. He had uh, kind of like that 50s quaff uh, over to the, like combed over to the side. Not like a comb over, but. Quaff is a word you don't hear much anymore. Yeah. Uh, he had tattoos, which is why I say dude. Uh and I completely trusted him with a very sharp blade at my throat for As long hour. as he didn't have the tear That's tattoo. scary or uh, amazing or safe. terrifying all at the same time. Well, the first time it was a little freaky. The second time I knew a little, like I knew what I was getting into both times, but the second time I was more comfortable with it. Uh, I'm still not comfortable with guys per se. So if it were a female, I would have had like probably a nice conversation as it was, but it was a guy you just laid there and let it happen. I did. I, I just laid there and let it happen. <laughs> but as a guy, so there's weird. also nothing wrong with silence. It was not an uncomfortable that's tr- silence that's for me. That's a very, very valid point. Guys Hello, and darkness, guys, my old friend. you can just appreciate the company of another guy. And also there was like lots of hot towels being like wrapped around my face. It was very relaxing. It was very pleasant. And so as someone who doesn't get a lot of sleep, as someone who is often kind of always on the go, it was nice to just kind of Ian, sit. Quack at my nose is not a very fun place to be. <laughs> Why are you still in the quack? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm new into Richley's apartment. I'm just easing myself into it. It's fine. So anyhow, it was... Uh, and I also... The haircut he gave me, I thought was excellent. Also the first dry haircut I've gotten. Okay. No, it's great. As someone who is on this side of it, it is fantastic. And again, I say if they wanted to see the before and afters, like go on Facebook. That's the place to do it. But it was a worthwhile. Come meet you somewhere. Yeah. Are someone (laughs) or everyone, please just own up to the fact that this was the right life choice. 
Jaren's like, someone back me up here. This please, is right. Please, someone, anyone. I don't care. <laughs> Mommy. Like, now is the moment. He Could you please? He doesn't need to look like one of the one of the 80s hair rockers. Come on, let him go and just yeah. back me up here. I was just going for like a Jack Fashion. But show. what I would there like you. to say is that it was my pleasure to drop Ian off in Doylestown. Because this <laughs> Doyle was... Doylestown's an untapped resource. There is one word that I'm not allowed to use to describe Doylestown, and that word is charming. Because it is more than anything unbelievably, overwhelmingly charming. It was so adorable and it had everything, like, it had everything from, say, three florists to a men's warehouse that was more of a local place to, like, gastropubs and microbreweries. And it had everything you would want in this cute little downtown. It had a Starbucks, and across from the Starbucks was their the local Starbucks was version. Starbucks awesome, too. Yeah, but it had their local version of a coffee shop right across the street. Like, there was everything in this With downtown area. a big area. picture of a middle finger painted, pointed at yeah, Starbucks. Yeah, more or less. Hey. But <laughs> as I was hanging out, I spent a, an hour plus just walking around looking at all of the shops and they had a few bookstores i kept thinking how educated are these people if they need four bookstores like that's amazing that's just how many books they gave away that could be (laughs) yeah they all got kindles they needed to needed to move on well not to to i've been up there a couple of different times i have friends that uh, from college that lived up around doylestown like the new hope area up there Doylestown and New Hope and really went to close, like cool yeah. stuff like piano bars and all that. But I have to say one of the oddest things I've ever seen while being up there and I didn't believe it. I was actually, uh, it was like an extra, I was an extra in this like indie film and we're doing like a street scene. And as we're walking, I look and I'm like, what are all the, what are all the PAs looking at across the street? Hold on. Production assistants. Thank you. No that, I just learned that then not everyone knows their little lingo. Okay. <laughs> So habitual. Um, I look over and I go, oh my God, that is quite possibly the largest pair of leather panties I've ever seen in my entire life. And in this quaint little, not looking at the window, but looking at the shop, it looked like one of those quaint little small town shops. And it was an S&M store. That's like New Hope. Wow. And it was like, what's even funnier? And I believe it was in New Hope. And next door to it, it was even was even stranger. It was um, like a jam shop. It was <laughs> it was like a, um, the olive jam. oil joint. <laughs> it was like um, very um, like like Indian like uh, cultural gear, like like clothes and stuff uh, for for like a traditional traditional. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. Like traditional Indian garb being sold right next to the S and M store. And I went this. This is a, the, one of the strangest blocks I think I've ever seen. Well, New Ian laughed at me like because as we were walking around, now keep in mind he was not with me because he was off getting shaved and cut and Two you bits. know Whoa. humanized. I was, I was not cut. Oh, sorry, my bad. Um, but I'm walking all around this town, and it was very reminiscent of ye old England, where they said, oh, it's a pub, so I'm going to put the picture of a pint glass outside this place. And, oh, this is a barber, so I'm going to put that. All right, so we're walking down the streets of Doylestown, and there is a place where out front there is hanging a bra. Sweet blossoms. It is just absolutely a, like, bright pink brassiere. And I'm like, that is the most wow (laughs) thing that I'm... And the place itself was quite tasteful. Like, it was very much a, like, all-American Victoria's Secret kind of place. There was nothing 
that was suggestive it wasn't racy. or inappropriate it wasn't like a, about uh, the place. It was quite lovely. Fredericks of Hollywood or anything. No, exactly. Well put. That was a good way to put it. But as I walked past it, I was like, oh, okay, that's a pink bra just sort of screeching in the wind as I hang screeching. out. I'm finding it supporting. ironic that yeah. we were just talking supporting about... Supporting the wind. Supporting the wind. That we were just talking about how there's so many bookstores, and I was like, wow, it seems like they read a lot, yet all the stores you're telling me have visual aids. Yeah, that's exactly that's it. Of... That's exactly it. And maybe that's why I liked it so much. I yeah. can't say. <laughs> pretty funny that's why they have a lot of bookstores like we can't figure these out what are we going to do with them so ian you're having the abd or abt 12 out of Abada. that fancy glass yes how does that compare to the quok out of the fancy glass i mean do you want to try it's still quite nice um do you want to try the difference i do i do yeah just to see i mean that was really i more than i was expecting i guess when it comes to a difference in the flavor mm. It was a great moment because I do, I agree with you, Richly. I agree that the glassware makes a huge difference. Mm. Uh, that being said, I bought the gift pack because that glass looked too good. I think good this to beer is better in my glass. The ABT, even? Yes. Wow. So the quok was better and the St. Bernardus was better. This is I think you need oh, to put some Facebook on. pictures of that, me... of that magnificence. That's not a bad idea. Hold on. You're so much to take a picture of me trying to drink this thing. This is <laughs> awkward for that. everybody involved, but still delicious. <laughs> I feel like I want to say it's like Geppetto's glass. Okay. I think oh, it's wow. <laughs> wow. Here, let me put a little more in here. Richly, try this. Okay. We're blending out here. We're... we're and it, I feel like we're doing science because of the shape of the glass. That helps. Like also, <laughs> if I do an absolutely terrible pour and there's like a lot of head, I just hope that, you know, given four minutes, well, it'll all sort of calm down. Ian's going to woosah us together. Sorry, Ian. Woosah. Let him do it right because I just made a mess of it. It's all right. I said it makes it more. I will say that this glass is harder to pour into, but the reward is greater. I think it's more of a concentration issue. That's exactly what I think of, though, when I drink it. I'm not gonna lie. Right, because you think like the, the think of like the bulb of like the tulip glass kind of holds everything. More like when I taste the difference between yeah the tulip glass. I think it has more to do with the neck. I think right. that long I feel like neck it's, really it's aerates aerating the beer. it. Yes, and it's sort of lessening the intensity of the sweetness. And as someone have, if you have listened to my other podcasts, I don't like the syrupiness. I don't like the honey. I don't like the sweet that happens with certain styles of beer. The long neck sort of mellows it out. So it's quite pleasant and refreshing. Quite quaffable. Quaffable, even. Quaffable. Are you going to call it Quackable. quaffable and cloyingly sweet? Because then Cousin Max might as well be here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's charming. Charming? Catchphrases. Charming, you would say. No. Doylestown. Doylestown was charming. All right. We're letting it sit. Take yourself All a right. little sip of that, friend. Me, Tell me what you think. Let me get a shot here from the, from the beaker. of. I, beaker is a good word. I the beaker of really life. have a lot of trouble <laughs> describing be, what beer, that shape is, but beaker is not a bad one. The, the, the beer, beer beaker. beaker. The beer beaker, yeah. I love alliteration. But the word beaker also makes me think of, you know, the Muppets. The Muppets. Yeah. Me, 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 beer. 
You guys are killing me. I have no money for the rights to anything that it is that you want to. Yeah, that happened. Oh, that's true. Uh, as my as my silent partner over here is pointing out, I love also, mimes. <laughs> a mime is a terrible thing to waste. Um, Boxes are great though. I love to get inside them. Okay. <laughs> he said as a, it uh, reminded her a little bit of uh, some margarita glasses you can get at uh, almost concert venues. Well, it's got I'm that not kind of shape, like no, a little bit shorter. A lot of straw re- on it. No, yeah. okay. <laughs> so you have heard of the yard glass, right? Which looks a lot like that, just, you know, hmm. 36 inches. That's what she That's said. That's impressive. Okay. <laughs> she loved that. Yep. Um, Guinness was called for that one. Okay. I, I have a lot of trivia about this particular fact, and that's why the I can... glass, tell us more. All right. So, uh, the yard glass, and I know that Cousin Max was laughing at us, but the boot. Like oh, das, das boot. boot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, both born of the same family. In the you need to drink it in a particular manner or else you're going to wear it kind of way. And if you're a newly, oh, I'm just a 21-year-old who's never had a big old proper drink before kind of situation. Spring break! Yeah, exactly. Um, it is three imperial pints that fits in a normal uh, yard glass, which as... We have also talked about an imperial pint is more than a, like an American pint, which makes it, it's not actually three drinks. It just, it's sort of like a, are you having one or not? Because it's, it's a life commitment if you're going to try to finish that baby. I feel like it's like a, would be that, sounds like, like a man versus food. There should be like man versus beer. That's not a bad idea. And Richly, like, are you volunteering? I will try it. I will try. We tackle some like epic beer contests. The only reason I say that is because if you call it man versus beer, the beer mistress has already like thrown off the. Yeah. Not necessarily, not necessarily. It's, it's like when they say the phrase like mankind. It generally encompasses everyone. Mistress versus beer doesn't roll off the mistress. tongue quite the same way. Mistress versus beer. I don't know. I, like I, I mean, I think the mistress could take on a lot of beer. I just think that if you want her to also talk the next morning. <laughs> It might have to be mistress and large steak meal versus beer. <laughs> steak and eggs. Best steak breakfast and ever. Steak and eggs. Steak, eggs, and beer. How you been, birthday boy? How was your... Uh... That's great. Yes. I okay. had the best birthday ever. Ian has a rule, like, and he has talked a couple times about how much he loves Barclay Prime. Barclay Prime, best steakhouse ever. However, it's expensive. It is Not going to lie. It's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a little pricey. It's a commitment. If you are going to enjoy a steakhouse dinner with Ian, realize that you're also going to enjoy a steakhouse breakfast with Ian because he's going to make sure there's enough steak coming home. Well, the first time I went there, I ate everything because I was spending a lot of money for it. The second time I went there, I went, I'm full. (laughs) And I have had a lot. I've had appetizers. There are sides that came with my meal. And there is a whole steak. And so I said, you know what? I want to take half of my steak home with me. And I, the next morning, I woke up. I didn't have anything to do. I fried up some eggs, and I heated up some steak, and I had the most amazing steak and eggs ever. Now, how do you get your steak when you go to a place like that? Rare. Really? You look at the guy, and you say, rare, please? Well, I, I, I actually will say to the chef's recommendation. Because That's different a, cuts yep, deserve okay. to be cooked at different temperatures. That's, so you pick uh, the cut and then let them decide? Exactly. Okay. So I said, I, I actually, in this time around, I, I wanted a particular cut, and I said 
Uh, medium rare. Then I said, ooh, actually, I kind of want it rare. And he said, you know what? I am also a rare steak kind of guy, but with this kind of cut, with the marbleization in the steak, I would recommend a medium rare because it really will melt down, like create the, the buttery feel that the, the marbleization in the steak, which is just fat, really. It's just fat in the steak, uh, but it melts down and becomes this buttery deliciousness. But if you don't cook it enough, it won't do that. So then but if someone who truly steak. adores meat, buttery deliciousness is exactly what you want to say to them to get them to eat it that way. So, right. So I said, yeah. I said, absolutely. He said, you know, he was like, I would recommend a medium rare. And I said, great, let's do it. I stick generally a lot of times for my meat um, around medium, although that's the only problem with them. A lot of times when ordering steaks, it does depend on where you're at because medium meat any kind of rating means different things to different just like clothing size yes that's a really good way to put it yeah a medium shirt at you know the dress barn is different than a medium shirt uh you know forever 21 oh sure ian because all boys talk about the dress Dress barn barn. i'm sorry the most hilarious name ever as we we found out last night the dress dress barn women women. dress barn women because apparently a lot of guys got confused i need a minute because everyone in the world who isn't a woman does not understand the difference between first of all there's a shop called the dress barn Barn. which means that if you shop there you're basically i have no opinion one or the other i appreciate the dress barn for what it is and I also appreciate there are probably more fashionable places in the world than the dress barn. Italy, Paris, <laughs> Saks. I was thinking Macy's but also you know. I would make Any the, of them, Coles. I would make the dress garage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people come to that. That's like a uh, garage sale meets the dress barn. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I forget Gina's closet. We're going to go to the dress garage. Hey, hey, don't knock on Gina. Too many people have already. But thou, hey. Zing. So, ladies, I apologize in advance if the guys have maybe overstepped a little. Ladies. That's Ian's only pickup line. If you have not cut on You have no idea how well it works. (laughs) Someone write in and let him know how well it works. (laughs) It doesn't work. God, I wish it worked. You can always find me on Twitter at, at BeerMistress. Or dashing underscore rogue. Or randomly, randomly being drugged and taken into this podcast with delicious beer, like candy treats all the time. And fun with okay. a pickle. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to selfishly, selfishly promote at all. Selfishly. Selfishly, selfishly. We are not paying you to be here. You should be so selfish. We sure are. We bought a beer. Yeah, I brought beer from Belgium. You brought you brought it over country lines. Belgianese beer. I was scanned with the inappropriately naked. I love the naked scan, because you know what they don't care about is my you know. Your what? Thicker stomach. (laughs) Naked male business. (laughs) They're probably just like ah, poor guy. Yeah, that just happened. Him and everyone else. So thank you guys for joining us. Wow, okay, that just happened. Uh, this is Shannon. Ladies. <laughs> so much less impressive now. figure out what we're doing, I am at Beer Mistress or Facebook.com slash Dashing Rogue. And uh, until next time, I'm so sorry. I owe you some trivia, by the way. I have some good stuff. So much trivia. Done. We're looking forward to it. So much trivia. All right, so thank you. Uh, this is Shannon. The Professor. And Rich Lee.